Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. This studio is more MacGyvered than MacGyver. We'll explain later. Trying to bring the temperature down. Currently 84 degrees here in the studio. Festivus Friday coming your way right after the 5 o'clock news. The airing of the grievances on Dana and Park. So several weeks ago, the kids were all home from college. And I said to them, one of the things I want to do when you're home is go to the new aquarium. Uh, I had heard about it. It's getting rave reviews. I think it is just another crown jewel of an already um, exploding city when it comes to all things fun and creative and they agreed. They said, oh, God, Mom, what are we, five? And I said, no, I want to do this, and I think you'll enjoy it. And I took my adult children to the aquarium. It was one of the most phenomenal experiences, Scott. We stayed for about two hours. Uh, it is the most calming, peaceful place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think they've added um, hundreds and hundreds of new animals under the umbrella of the zoo. So it's within the zoo. It's still part of the Kansas City Zoo. But it's just a new, fabulous indoor part, and that's great on days like today. And so I asked the new Kansas City Zoo director of the last couple of years, Sean Putney, to join us because I have so many questions about what we saw that day, and I know our listeners are going to love you, Sean. Welcome. I'm here for you, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, we had so much fun. So first of all, um, it is so calming. I looked this up. They have studied this. Watching fish, listening to the water causes the production of serotonin, which stimulates your brain to increase endorphins, and the result is positive feelings. I felt it the second I stepped in. Well, we're happy that you were happy. That, that was our goal, to make, make it a great experience for people that were coming to the zoo, uh, whether it be you just coming to the aquarium and spending an hour or two like you did or enjoying the rest of the zoo. It's a, it's a nice addition to what we already had. Start with some of the animals. How many are there, and what are, what are some of the differences in just trying to zoo keep the, uh, the water animals so we, we started off, before we had the aquarium, we had about 230 species on the whole zoo grounds, and we've about doubled that. So we're well over 400 species that we have, and number of animals, it's a lot easier to add fish than it is elephants. Sure. Uh, so, uh, but we added probably three times as many. So we're, we're up to around 8,000 animals now on the wow. grounds in total. Um, so th- one of the first things you'll see when you go in... Um, th- Otters, 
the jellyfish, for some reason, I could stand there and watch those jellyfish for hours. And then there were creatures in that aquarium I couldn't even identify. There, there are some things in there that look like um, cotton balls. What are those? Oh, uh, those are anemones, a type of anemones called plumose anemones, and they look a little bit different than normal anemones because their tentacles are so thin. Yeah. So they, they almost look like, uh, like you said, cotton balls on a stalk. Or puff, puff pastries. I mean, people were just walking around kind of mouth agape in awe of all of this stuff, and then you get to the sharks. And I am a huge shark person. I don't know why. There's something in my evolution that loves them. I think they're calming. I think they're the most magnificent, beautiful creatures. How many do you have... And how do the sharks not eat all of the fish that they are swimming around with? Dana, that's the number one question that we get. That everybody has. Why, yes. don't, why don't the sharks eat the fish? And the reality is, if there was a fish that, that made a dumb decision to swim right in front of the sharks, they might try to have a ne negative experience for that fish. But the reality is, the fish are actually quicker than the sharks. We feed the sharks regularly so that they don't have to spend the time uh, searching out, hunting down, and swimming after fish. It's kind of like if, if you're on your sofa and you have the decision to go up to the kitchen or somebody's going to bring you the food, you're not going to expend the energy to go Got up to the kitchen. So um, they, they are fascinating. We have uh, sand tiger sharks, four sand tiger sharks. We have one brown shark in that big exhibit. Yep. Uh, but we also have uh, some other sharks that are around in the turtle tank that we have. Uh, we have some bonnethead sharks in there. And then we have a couple other sharks that we'll be bringing out. There's, there's one actually a little tiny baby nurse shark that most people walk right by. Will those sharks have other baby sharks? Like, do sharks mate? Uh, the sharks will mate, but the big sharks are all male, so that makes it a little bit more difficult. So they're just kind of chilling with each other? They're just, just chilling with each other. Sunday yeah. watching the Chiefs? And actually, uh, it's, a, it's a really good story for them. They came from the Georgia Aquarium. Uh, they opened up a, a, a shark exhibit several years ago, uh, and they weren't playing well in the sandbox together anymore, so we politely took them. Wow. Yeah. Can I ask a dumb question? Sure. I, I, I've been to aquariums before. I haven't been to yours. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Dana has just raved about it. How does one tell if a shark is a female or a male? So it's really easy, to be honest. As they're swimming by, if you look back towards the tail end, uh, coming off of the hip area that you consider for humans, if they have uh, a couple uh, attachments, they're called... Uh, uh, Anyway, it's their, their sexual organs uh, are, are sticking off there. But if not a, in the female, traditional sense. And the, the females are just smooth in female, that area? Yeah, the females do not have those. Uh, claspers is the term that uh, was escaping me. If they have claspers, they're boys. If they don't, they're girls. Did you have to bring in a whole new staff and train them just to do aquatic animals versus the elephant zookeepers? We did. Uh, we brought in uh, two curators, one that dealt mainly with animals and one that dealt with life support systems a year early so they could help with the design process. And then as we were getting closer to 2023, we brought in a supervisor for the building, an assistant supervisor. Then the rest of the staff came in in the first uh, three months and they were here before we even started bringing in animals. The only aquarium I think I've ever been to is the one in Atlanta. Uh, I'm sure you've probably been. Yeah, it's amazing. That's where our boy sharks came from. Okay, how, how would you compare the aquarium at Kansas City Zoo 
to the Atlanta Aquarium, which I thought was fantastic. Well, that is fantastic. Uh, they had a much bigger budget than us, though. So we, c comparatively speaking, were smaller, um, but we had a $77 million budget. They had like a $350 million budget. Uh, but I think we got the, the most bang for oh, our yeah. buck out of what we what we had. We uh, spent a lot of time looking at other aquariums and zoos that had aquatic facilities and uh, picked animals that we felt were uh, great ambassadors and had wow factors. And and uh, we had wonderful architects that were involved and, and helped us as we were going through the process. I, I love your turtle. And for anyone like, well, why, why do we put a turtle in captivity? Turtle was injured. You yeah. saved the turtle. Yeah, we have some really, I told you about the sharks already. The, the turtle is a great ex, uh, example of how we can work with U.S. Fish and Wildlife to provide a home for an animal that can't be returned to the wild. Uh, she was hit probably by a boat when she was younger, and that makes her have a floating issue because yeah. uh, she can't move things through her digestive tract quickly enough, and so she gets gas. Uh, so she can't be returned to the wild successfully. So we, we put a little backpack on her uh, filled with some weights, <laughs> and... She it, it evens her out, and she can <laughs> act like a normal turtle. So you MacGyvered the turtle. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's yes. right. We sure did. Now, if you ever need duct tape and trash bags, we've got you covered there. Uh, you had 1,070,000 visitors last year. How does that compare? Uh, it's the best year ever. Uh, it's 48,000 more than we've ever had in any previous year. Our best year before that was 2016. Uh, and we expect 2024 to be even better. So come on. If you haven't seen the aquarium or you haven't seen the zoo for a while, come on out. Like you said, it's not just for kids. It's for, for adults, too. Because I feel like, and you would say this, you never really age out of a zoo. I always love going to the zoo, but I don't have littles anymore. And when I had littles, we would always go to the zoo. And so as an adult, it was fun to go back with them now as adults and be inside in an enclosed space in the warmth. It's not crowded. It's big enough that you've got plenty of room to roam around. Um, another question I have, and maybe we can get to this after the break. There were scuba divers inside the shark tank when we were there, and it looked like they were scrubbing or cleaning the coral. Um, who drew that short straw? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, we have staff right now that are doing that, but we also are just about ready to kick off our volunteer program uh, and divers that want to join no our way. dive group can come out. Now, there's a lot of things that you have to do to be a part of that, and, and, and we have to have some commitment to it, but uh, it, it is something that has worked at other zoos, very successful, and, and they'll actually help us scrub algae. And th but to be clear, the sharks won't bite the humans because they were all in there together, and I'm like, they're not even turning their... They were turned their backs to the sharks. Yeah, usually the sharks will kind of change course uh, but we do have divers that are in there that will help steer them out of the way if they're getting a little bit too close and the sharks that we have really aren't after mammal meat uh, they're all fish eaters quick break here if you have a question for sean putney the director of the kansas city zoo you can text your question in we already got a couple and we'll ask him when we get back at 913-586-7798-586-7798 sean putney the director of the kansas city zoo Joining us live here on Dana and Parks. This hit is by the Scorpions. It's called The Zoo. Uh -huh. Sean Putney, the director of the Kansas City Zoo, joining us 
in studio. If you have a question for the director, you're welcome to text it in. We will ask him at 913-586-7798. I came in on on the text line. Uh, Somebody said, rumor is Sea Dragon is coming to the Kansas City Zoo. True or false? I would never say never, but not in any immediate future. Uh, We don't have... We have two types of sea horses that we have right now. Maybe sometime down the road, but um, and over time the collection will change. Uh, but right now, no. You can get really close to the seahorses, and one of the things I had forgotten was they have these tiny, tiny, tiny little Scott. They look like well, well, um, well, mixers, feather fins. Yes, little feather fins, and I could stand there for hours and watch that, Sean. I'm telling you, it is the most relaxing, beautiful experience. We tried to uh, put a bunch of seating around the areas so people could yeah. sit down and just hang out. We'll probably add a few more seats as time goes on. We were we were a little concerned that uh, early on the seats might get in the way of the crowd the traffic in. flow. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it, people will sit down and watch. People, I, I've seen people sit down there for a half hour and just watch the sharks or just watch the sea turtle. Uh, somebody in the text line wants to know, how do you transport something as large as a shark? Yeah, how'd they get them here? Very carefully. Sure. Um, <laughs> but these particular ones, they actually uh, retrofit some semis. And the Georgia Aquarium has a, a semi that is filled with tanks and uh, life support systems, so pumps and filters and air. And then they just take them over road. How do you feed the sharks without feeding the other fish? Like, do, does that make sense? Do, do the divers go in and feed the sharks? No, uh, that's something that kind of goes back to your experience yeah. with Randy a couple, uh, what, yes, 10 years ago. Yes, the chum in the water is not a good idea <laughs> for the divers. Uh, yeah, so uh, that could be dangerous uh, because they are concentrating on, on the fish. They get whole fish, the sharks do. Okay. And uh, most of the time, it's a couple bites and down. Uh, the rest of the fish that are in there are chunks of fish or even uh, shredded up pieces of fish. But it's fascinating to me. They know, eat this that we're giving you here. Don't eat that one swimming by. Because there, there's hundreds of fish in there with the sharks. You know, and the sharks are a little bit smarter than people give them credit for. They can actually be trained to go to a certain area to be fed. No way. Yep. I, I, again, I haven't been to your aquarium yet. I am going because I find them fascinating. I'm assuming you have a giant... Pacific octopus? We is that do. Correct? One of my favorites. Incredible. Yeah. Somebody wants to know on the text line, what is done to keep them mentally stimulated because so, they are so intelligent? Yeah, so we'll, we'll change up their food quite a bit. They have an enrichment program as well. Um, we'll put things in there that will have texture or they'll have to work at, similar to a lot of the other animals in the zoo. Uh, believe it or not, even though they're invertebrates, they, they're very intelligent, kind of along the lines oh. of a cat or a dog. They can, they're marvelous. They're one of the first animals that I worked with in my early zoo career. And they have different personalities. They can change their skin color. They can change their skin texture. They're fascinating. Uh, They can fit through anything that their beaks will fit through. So, yes. Sean, did you watch My Octopus Friend? I did. It's the best documentary I've ever seen in my life. A great show. I'd recommend it for everybody. It's on Netflix. Yes, about how. And they they get to know the the diver. Yeah. And the the only bad thing about octopus in general is the fact that they don't have very long lives. So. Two, maybe three years. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they grow up, they uh, mate, and then they die. They only live two to three years. Yep. If you had watched My Octopus Friend like I told you to, you would know that. It's very sad at the end. Does the octopus die? They all die, Scott. It's because a beautiful, they only live two to three years. short life cycle. It's a beautiful, short life cycle, huh. and they basically die protecting the eggs. They do everything they can to keep 
keep the babies, right? Right. The females, the, the males die shortly after they are mating with the female. Yep. And then the females will protect the, the egg masses that they have. And then once they start hatching, the female dies. Is there any animal you couldn't have in there? Like anything you wouldn't introduce, like an, another shark or, I mean, obviously you can't have a great white in there, but anything that you're just like, we couldn't do. Well, obviously, you said it depends on the size, yeah. and we are limited there. There have been great whites in captivity. Uh, the The folks out at Monterey Bay uh, had a program where they would bring in uh, four-foot just-born great whites, uh, and unfortunately, they don't live uh, – they, they wouldn't do very well in that kind of environment, right. so they ended up re-releasing them uh, out in the wild. So – um, it's basically based on our, our size and what we can bring in. Um, we tried to make it different, though, of sizes of aquariums. We didn't want it to just be a picture frame after a picture frame no. after a picture frame. It's different looks into exhibits, different environments. So we do have limitations based on what the animals need. There's an area, Scott, you walk under the fish. You walk under it. And like in a all, tunnel? Yes, they're all in yeah, a that's circle. Yeah, super cool. We, well, we have a couple of things. We have a big yes. circle where our schooling fish are, and then we have a, well, a hemi-tunnel. So you're walking under there. You, people can have, they have the choice to walk by. You can sit down there and watch for a while. We have at the sea, or sorry, at the sea otters and at the, the shark tank, you can sit down there or you can just stroll on by. A couple of quick questions from the text line. Uh, this is an interesting question. If you could have any animal at the zoo that you currently don't oh. have, what would it be and why? Oh, boy. Um, I think, well, some of this is in our master plan. Uh, uh, and I know our zoological district uh, chair would thank me for saying this. Uh, uh, Komodo dragons would be a cool one. We're, we're going to yeah. re be redoing oh, that would be awesome. our tiger trail. You always have your oldest exhibits. Our tiger trails was built back in the 60s. And even though the animals have the, the amount of care and space that they could have, uh, it, it's just getting older and needs to be refurbished. So that's one. Uh, later on uh, in 2032, I think we, we have it listed out. We're, we're going to bring in uh, some smaller pygmy hippos to compare with our, our uh River hippos, Nile hippos. How do how do zoos exchange animals? That, that that's always perplexed me. Like, like an animal would be on loan. Yeah. To like the the pandas that were on loan to the the, the National Zoo in Washington. Some are, are on loan. There's a few different ways to do it. Uh, I already mentioned we have the the turtles and the sea otters that we have uh, are technically owned by U.S. Fish and Wildlife, and we are just caring for them and they're ambassadors for their species. But uh, all the other animals uh, are either on loan from other institutions or they're just simply donated. And we, we work with uh, folks that maintain what's called a stud book. So it, it is literally uh, the dating game for animals, <laughs> making sure that our... It's tender for animals. And then, and then does the zoo at some point, the other zoo that owns the, say, the tiger... Just call you up one day and say, "Hey, Sean, we want our tiger back." Usually not. We're we're all going by recommendations by that stud book keeper who has all the genetics uh, from oh the recent past, trying to figure out who is best to date who. And that's then, a job. What do you do for a living? I'm a stud book keeper. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I, I, am, made, I made animals. You know. I am a little surprised <laughs> that over the years we haven't changed the name, but stud book continues to live on. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Anything else you want people to know that they might not know about this phenomenal new space in our town? Well, you talked about uh, coming in and having this uh, this ambiance when you uh. were at the, the aquarium. And what better time? And it gets more even personal 
when there's fewer people. So if you're wondering when's the best time to go, one of the reasons why we brought on an aquarium is because uh, during the winter time when people were not wanting to come to the zoo because it was too cold. This is a, a, a cool space. Come on out. Actually, it's a warm space for people to hang out. And on a day like today, you're not going to have thousands of people that you have to compete with. You can have the, the zoo mostly to yourself. You can rent it overnight, you said. I didn't oh, know yeah, that. that so too. Go to the website and, and figure all that stuff out. If you're interested in the scuba diving program, you want to swim with some sharks, go to the website. There's a month uh, monthly meeting on that coming up here later, and it's yeah, on the website. Our very first meeting is coming up. Go to the website because I don't have the exact date in my brain, uh, but it explains it all on there. It's an informational meeting so you can see what's expected of you and uh, – uh, it'll it'll be a fun meeting. I'm hoping that a lot of people are interested. Sean Putney, the director of the Kansas City Zoo, thank you for your time. What a pleasure to talk to you, and it was a privilege. Thanks, Thanks for having thank me. I so appreciate much. it. Really enjoyed it. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I didn't know what a sea dragon was. Did you look it up? Yep. And I, I've seen them before once I recognized it. Um, what an amazingly beautiful creature. In a recent study, Scott, aquarium therapy was found to reduce your heart rate by as much as 3% hmm. in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And we were talking earlier about directions and what is it in our evolution that, that makes that within some people and not within some people. Whatever it is that is related to aquatics and the ocean and the water, I have that thing oh, in me. So do I. Deeply in me. So do I. Um, I mean, I wasn't in that aquarium five minutes, and I just go, oh, it's like taking a Xanax. I'm telling you, the kids were like, Mom, are you ready to go? And I'm like, nope. I could sit there and watch those sharks for an hour. I, I, there, there is something about just water in general, whether it's the ocean, which is my favorite, of course, or just running water out of a tap that is, for whatever reason, calming to me. Every blue moon. Even the tap? Yes. Every blue moon, I will get anxiety. Mm -hmm. And when I feel an anxiety attack coming on, I will just go into the bathroom, stand in front of the sink, and turn on cold, cold, not hot, cold water. Aquarium therapy is a concept whereby interacting with the fish can have a positive effect on a person's well-being and mental health. Uh, it is not recognized as an official form of treatment, but I'm here to tell you it works. Uh, it was coined in the late 90s when studies first began to look into the effects of people suffering conditions like anxiety, depression, PTSD, high blood pressure, and Alzheimer's watching fish. 
Since then, more research has confirmed the early findings that indeed they have a positive effect on a person's physical and mental health. I, I think it is just the whole thing is so fascinating to me. A uh, story here from NPR, the publisher of Sports Illustrated wow. sent layoff notices to most, maybe all of its journalists on staff today, according to the staff's union. Authentic Brands Group, the magazine's owner, has terminated its licensing agreement with the Arena Group to publish Sports Illustrated. I, I th- Sports th- Illustrated is just no more? I, I, th- I think what the way I'm reading this story is that Sports Illustrated just died this afternoon. That's Quote, much bigger than just laying off the staff. Quoting here from the union that represents the staff at Sports Illustrated. This is another difficult day in what has been a difficult four years for Sports Illustrated. We are calling on ABG, Arena Group, to ensure the continued publication of Sports Illustrated and allow it to serve our audience in the way it has for nearly 70 years. But as of now, the only way I can read this is that Sports Illustrated just died. Okay, who's Sports Illustrated in bed with? Are they affiliated with uh, no. ESPN? Or? No, they're with, they're with a, a publishing group called Authentic Brands. Okay. Now, I don't know who else Authentic Brands owns. Who knows? Maybe they own the Minneapolis Star or whatever. I don't know. But they're not in bed with, like, Sports Center or ABC or anything like okay. that. Okay, so I can understand the actual magazine going away. Like... Newsweek, well, one like of my the favorite, phys- like the yeah, physical the copy. physical Newsweek when it went away, um, all just went online. Mm-hmm. Can you? I think you can still buy Time Magazine. You can, yeah, they still sell it on the. On and there's probably going to come a day that you cannot do that any longer. Or People Magazine. Or I, yeah, I think I you think, can still get the, the the hard copy, but that's not going to last. So, uh, so why would Sports Illustrated not just go to an online format? Other than they can't figure out how to monetize it, it would be cheaper just to go to the, the online format and stop printing the physical magazine, wouldn't it? Sports Illustrated is Authentic Brands only publication. Everything wow. else is just a clothing brand or furniture brand. Huh. But they own everything from Volcom, Volcom wow. to Roxy to Prince, the tennis company, Reebok, Muhammad Ali's brand. How long has oh. that been around, too, by the way? Sports Illustrated? Oh, my God. 70 years. 70 years. Mm-hmm. Started publishing in 1950s. Wow. Okay. This is huge. What? How have I never heard of this company? I, I, I have not either. They are gigantic. Well, they're, they're just the umbrella company over brands that you've heard of. I mean, they just own it. Yeah, they, they're the mothership. Yeah, they, they hold it, yeah. basically. You and, know, but they also don't have a television arm. Like, I think if they had joined forces with, uh, like, an ESPN.com or something, maybe we wouldn't be here. What are they going to do about the swimsuit issue? Well, that's... Which comes out in the winter. A big one. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Um... When was the last time you bought a magazine? And I'm going to look up yeah. the most popular magazines that are still in circulation and selling well. And I guarantee you, People is right at the top. Or Us Weekly. It's going to be Digest. tabloid trash stuff. Mm-hmm. The last time I can remember buying a magazine. Like celebrity trash stuff. Yeah. The last time I can remember buying a, a physical magazine, I actually bought it for Sarah. And it was a One Direction magazine that was on the newsstand at price chopper or something i don't know and i saw it i thought oh she you know she's a big fan she was at the time 
she would like this. And I bought it, and that was probably five years ago. I, I was just about to bemoan the, 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 the loss of Sports Illustrated and of other publications, which we're starting to see. Yeah. You know, and there's a story in the stack, I'll get to it here in just a minute, uh, about where, where we are with, like, newspapers and stuff in, in, at the end of this century. Um, but I can't bemoan the loss of Sports Illustrated and other magazines like it if I am not buying them myself. I mean, this is just the changing of the times. I can't remember the last time that I saw a printed Sports Illustrated, even the swimsuit edition. Yeah. Uh, National Geographic, people are saying, has got to be at the top of that list as well. Oh, I would hope so. But they have a TV channel. I mean, they're much bigger than just a magazine. And I bet you it's that television relationship that is propping up and keeping Nat the Geo magazine around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798-586-7798. When we get back, I have the 10 most popular digital magazines, and I'm still looking for hard copies. You won't believe it. It is not. I'll look up hard copy. You look up hard copy, but don't cheat and look up digital because it ain't what you think it is. Okay. All right, quick break. Festivus Friday coming your way right after 5 o'clock here on Dana and Parks. Sarah was over at the house the other night, and we were talking about the news. And she said, hey, Dad, did you hear about those three guys that were found dead in somebody's backyard? I said, yeah, Dana and I were talking about earlier this week. A story here from the Kansas City Star. More than a week after her son and two of his friends were found dead at a Northland home, Jennifer Marquez has had to avoid social media and ignore TikTok sent her way. The internet rumor mill has run amok with speculation after Marquez's son, David Harrington, 37, was found dead along with his friends uh, Clayton McGinney and Ricky Johnson, 36 and 38 respectively, at a home in the Northland on 83rd Terrace. Some accounts have speculated foul play. Strangers have made negative assumptions about her son and his friends. There were so many posts sent to Marquez that she needed to step back, allowing her the space to focus on caring for herself and her family. At this point, says Marquez, I can't even guess what happened. We don't have answers from the police. We don't have anything yet. Inside Edition picked up that story, and I went out with a girlfriend for dinner the other night, and it's the first thing. She's like, what is going on with that case in the Northland? Then one of my kids last night, did you hear about that case? I mean, it's That's what just Sarah said to me. crazy. Yeah. There's something about this story that, and I was telling this to Sarah when we were talking about it, there, there are so many things about this story that just don't make sense. Like, we'll, we'll know in two to three weeks when, I believe, when the autopsies are complete, toxicology comes back, like all of that stuff. Uh, police say there were no obvious signs of foul play at or even near the crime scene. And they're waiting on results from the medical examiner. All right, top 10 most popular digital magazines in 2023. National Geographic Digital does make the list. The other ones, I don't think you will ever guess. But try me. Uh, men's health. No. Women's health. Woman's world. Huh. Never heard of it. Um, soap opera digest. Good housekeeping. Comes in at what? Number one. Good housekeeping is number one on the digital list. National Geographic, number two, followed by Cooks Illustrated, New Scientist, Hmm. Prevention, 
Woman's World, Us Weekly. There's the tabloid fodder. And then number 10, and this restores some of my humanity, uh, The New Yorker. Since 1925, The New Yorker has consistently been one of the top circulating magazines in the United States. You ready for the hard copy list? Well, I want to, It's got to be People Magazine. It's got to be. People Magazine is not even on the list. That's the one you grab at the at the checkout counter at the grocery store, care, but you're embarrassed that you did it. Care to guess any others? Uh, Men's Health? Nope. Uh, You've heard of most of them. Okay. They're big ones. Uh, is Good Housekeeping on that list, too? Yes, number five. All right, give me the rest. I have All right, no number idea. 10, Sports Illustrated. Oh, of course. That's now That just dead. went under. Right. They are the number 10 top-selling magazine in America, and they just fired their entire staff this afternoon. Yep. Number nine, something you'll be subscribing to next year, AARP really? magazine. Really? What? That's because they circulate that and send it to you when you don't want it. Oh uh, No, no, no. You have to subscribe. You have to pay for the magazine. Is that the equivalent of the haircuts for those over 50 magazine? Yes, Sam, I believe it is. Okay. We'll not be hanging out in that online lounge. When's your, when's your next hair appointment? Uh, I don't know. Have I paid for it? No. Oh. Number eight, National Geographic. <laughs> Number seven, GQ is still in the top ten. GQ, okay. Number well, s- what ahead. about Variety or Vanity Fair? Nope. Wow. Num- Number six, The New Yorker. Okay. Number five, Good Housekeeping. Number four, Bloomberg. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Where's he been, by the way? Oh. I don't know. He's kind of fallen off the map. Send uh, out a welfare check. Number three, Cosmo. Number two, never heard of it. Condé Nast Traveler. Okay. That's the number two magazine in America. It's a travel magazine. Condé Nast. Okay. Traveler. Nast. All right, whatever, Dan. Uh, and number one, Time. Time is still the number one magazine sold in America. Okay. That restores a little bit more of my faith. Okay. Man, I'm shocked that men's health, people, and women's health is not on that list. Or, or uh, let's be honest, things like the National Enquirer or Globe. Or Esquire or Vanity Fair. Yeah. I would have thought Vanity Fair because their articles are incredible. Yeah, they are. We, we pull a lot of content from Vanity Fair. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is being summoned to testify before Congress about his failure to immediately notify the White House about his recent hospitalization. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Mike Rogers sending a letter to the Defense Secretary requesting his presence on Valentine's Day that will focus on how the Defense Department waited three days <laughs> to tell the White House and officials at the Pentagon that the Pentagon chief was in intensive care. Well, that's not even true. They didn't wait three days. They found out that he was in the ICU. Yeah. Semantics. Uh, Rogers, Congressman Rogers, says he wants Austin to provide details about his communications with the White House and Defense Department officials. Well, there weren't any. Yeah, right. <laughs> can you get the specifics on this? Can, uh, can yeah, you, they didn't can, exist. Can you tell me what communication you had with the White House, sir? Uh, I had none. And your staff, sir? I had none. What's there to ask? Other than why? Why did you wait three days? Uh, well, sir, we actually didn't. We didn't tell you at all. Uh, you found out. D- did you think it was important that the number seven person in line of secession to the presidency, or six, whatever it is, inform the government? If you're just now joining us, a couple of updates before we go to the break about the breaking uh, news regarding Alec Baldwin's involuntary manslaughter indictment today. His brother, actor Billy Baldwin, just weighed in on Twitter.
Anybody who knows anything about filmmaking and gun safety knows that this was a horrific, heartbreaking accident. He writes, this is a civil matter, not a criminal one. The facts and evidence will clear my brother's name, and the New Mexico will have to answer for their mishandling and politicizing of this tragic situation. He, he may be right. He may he may be right that this is a civil, not a criminal matter. Oh, I 100% matter. agree. Um, and even last hour when you were asking me to find the criminality in what happened, I, I was sort of suspending you know, disbelief to try to come up with the next. And I was playing devil's advocate, quite frankly. I don't know necessarily that he committed a crime. Is this a civil case? You bet your ass. Of course it is. And I, I hope for Alec Baldwin's sake they had an overlying LLC yeah. that controlled the production of that movie. Because if you were on this jury, Scott, I don't know that I could do it. I don't, I don't think I would convict him of a crime. I would convict the armorer of a crime. I would, Who loaded sure. that and handed it to him and yep. was like, hey, here. That, that was definitely some young for, kid that didn't know what she was doing. Definitely for criminal negligence. Because it was her job right. to make sure. Yeah. Now, civilly, if I was on a civil jury trial. Oh, yeah, you sue everybody. Add zeros to Alec Baldwin. Absolutely. Even he would agree. He should probably be sued civilly. Yeah. Well, his brother does. Yeah. Qu- quick break. We've got Festivus Friday coming your way in one hour from now. The airing of the grievances on a beautiful Friday afternoon. Who are we kidding? It's sunny and cold as hell outside. Sam Stevie the Third. She's Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.